This episode is brought to you by Lee. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit to your body, not to some passing fad or body shape ideal. That's why Lee makes denim that gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. And you can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, L-E-E.com, that's L-E-E.com, to shop spring looks now. Hello and welcome back to the Sunday special episode of the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. We love a Sunday special and we love a special guest. This week we are joined by hilarious comic Nimesh Patel. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thank you for letting me be hungover on this beautiful Sunday. If you're watching on YouTube, Nimesh looking very Hollywood yes. in his shades. He is on tour, Fast and Loose tour, <laughs> is uh, in a 40 markets across UK, Canada, and UK including Madison Square Garden uh, on New Year's Eve, right? Yes, the day before New Year's Eve, December 30th. December 30th. Yes, sir. That's MSG. amazing. Yeah. Wow, congratulations. Thank you very much. That's I'm really cool. Me and Fish. That's right. <laughs> fish is at the arena. <laughs> no wonder the shades are on. Yeah, 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 you yeah, and yeah, Fish, yeah. same category. It's yeah. Be awesome. Everyone, we want you to go get tickets to Nimesh's show. I can tell you right now, as a, as a uh, he is a personal close friend of mine, and I've watched him now over a decade yeah. grow into the international years. celebrity that he is now. So I've stayed humble. Uh, always, Besides always the sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, is, these used up. to be transition lenses, yep, yep, and now yep. he's moved on to full-on sunglasses. <laughs> FindingNemesh.com is where you can get tickets, and he has a special. So the beautiful part about today's comedy world, Jordana, is that you, we can introduce someone to Nemesh, and someone can go on YouTube right now. Right now. Right now and go watch his special called Lucky Left about Lucky Lefty. his ex Lucky Lefty. Yes, sir. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. His experience with testicular cancer. True story. Since we're talking about truth. Yeah, we gotta we gotta be careful. An Indian with a story. Gotta it's make sure true. it's true. Uh, you had you had uh, well, listen, to me it's funny because I one night I see Nimesh, I go, How you been? He goes, I just had cancer. Oh wow. He talked about it like he had a, had the cold. Yeah, I mean that but that's how it felt. Well, how long did you have it? Literally three days that I was aware of having had it. That's it. Thursday night, balls hurt, Tuesday surgery wow cancer lightning round yeah it okay. was amazon prime you know <laughs> wow. what i mean like it was so fast and it was because i had very good insurance since i wasn't afraid to go to the er and okay. i was like yeah let me figure out what this is this doesn't feel right and then the next day the doctor like they wanted nyu wanted me to like wait two months to like follow up and see if it mm -hmm. had grown or anything like that but my doctor luckily my cousins hooked me up with the doctor who was like no get blood work done immediately. Sunday morning, I get the call that it's cancer. Then Tuesday, we get surgery and it's out. Wow. It was fucking crazy. I didn't know comedians had health insurance. <laughs> that, hey, hey. This is news to me. I'm sitting here, you know, going to an alley to get taken care of. Insurance, I just mean I, yeah. my cousins. Uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, Doctor cousins, yeah. Makes sense. But the special is fantastic. It's all about the experience with yeah. having testicular cancer and going, again, with how quick it was, that is part of the story too. Yes, I think... Uh, uh, that's the most amazing part to me because like, and it feels very karmic because my first special, thank you, China, I was just shitting on the healthcare system. <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately after it's done recording and out, boom, I have to go right back into the healthcare system. And it's just like the fastest experience you could possibly have. Everyone complains at wait, the doctor's doing this, this, mm. that, no problems whatsoever. That's there amazing. It is. Yeah. Look, they, they should have you on the commercials, <laughs> like on the insurance for, commercials. Yeah. yeah, you could be a spokesperson for like Aetna. Yes. Right, <laughs> Blue Cross Blue Shield yeah. till I die. So now you're on the road. Um, what are you talking about now? You know, uh, I've been praying for some other kind of injury or right. disease. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I really had to just mine uh, personal stories and see. Like I'm, I don't know how it is for you as a comic, but I think for me. I'm always kind of challenging myself to to find a new way to do stand up. Right, you're looking for the next angle. Yeah, next. not even not even just like not even the angle or thing to talk about, but like technique and right. and style of it all. I I listen, I'm on the road doing 
a whole hour where it's one story. Yeah, that, like and, that's and what and the, I've never done that before. It's and that's, so hard, yeah, and it's hard to do. Well, you gotta. Is it is it hard as stand up comedians? Just um, do you feel like you can't get too happy, or you will have an absolutely nothing to talk about? Like there's I, nothing less happy than that's a. That's a very perceptive question. <laughs> uh, I I I think there's more fun in now in finding like the joy in the stories that I've experienced as opposed to like trying to be angry about something. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Like <laughs> I think the happier I've been, the more joy has come out of the standup that I've done. Whereas like if if I look back at the standup that I've done when I was in a state of mind of like anger or sadness or something, that's very reflected in the standup. Now I'm very like content with life, I think. Mm -hmm. And like feel like I'm in an upward swing so my comedy is reflecting that I'm just sillier jo more joyful and I guess more you know you, you probably find that you're relating more to the crowd you know most mm -hmm. people are somewhere in the middle right between yeah. life is good I wish it was better yes but uh this kind of annoyed me today yeah yeah I don't think people who are angry or very upset with things go to comedy shows voluntarily they're usually like, dragged there by some cousin or right. friend it's like hey come you need this shit more than we do now, as people might know you from TikTok, mm -hmm. TikTok blew up there. Yes. What's the difference? Can you feel the difference between like a TikTok person at a show and a not TikTok person? And, or and a all, real fan. And a real, yeah, <laughs> real people. Well, what, the, that's the thing. I think that TikTok has, for all the bullshit that it's done, like eroding people's minds. <laughs> it, which it yeah, just has a, a small thing like yeah that. you yeah. know like causing attention deficit disorder beyond that i think it's been such a great distributor of content for lack of a better mm. even though i hate that word but like for stand-up and media in general like it's mm. such a good distributor in the sense that it gets to the algorithm knows you so well that and knows that you'll you might like this and it'll find everybody so like I've had people who are like 20 mm -hmm. at my show and then like sitting next to 80 year olds that are at my show mm. and they're like completely different demographics, completely different walks of life. And yet somehow they're both still there at the show because they saw some TikTok video and they're like, yo, I want to go see this stand up comedian. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before. It's sort of like the great equalizer in a way because you could have like a million followers and your TikTok could do terribly or yeah. you could have like very few and it's just funny and it, it just goes viral so easily yeah everyone that the chinese know what they're doing when it comes to picking american brains like this 87 year old white lady <laughs> she's gonna love this joke about the coast guard and it's just like that's just what happens it's beautiful it's great no. i don't think i think people expect TikTok audiences to be crowd work wanting audiences but i try to make it a point to educate them the other way where this is just actual jokes well i guess if you put out crowd work stuff you you know you get that's what comes back to you you yeah. go oh i'm gonna come and you know try and rattle the the guy who looks unrattled yeah you know and but no i think a lot of times when they you know most of the times when they see a stand-up comedian they go most people come to the show going i'll get a little taste of everything i'll get the crowd work i'll yeah. get a little bit of the you know get the jokes get the material I think a lot of times when someone finds you online, they're surprised when you are like an actual comedian. A hundred percent. Like I'm sure they come to shows yeah. and they're like, I, I mean, I've had people say this and they don't mean it as a dig, but you, you know, they're, they're obviously digging someone, but they go, I didn't, ah, you're like the guy from Instagram. Like they right. think that you're, well, nothing. there's so many people who that is all they do. Right. So I think that it, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah. And, and when they leave and it's a nice compliment, but you're like, you hope that means that they're like, there for a while <laughs> yeah know, they're I, not just like ah, oh, some guy brings well, her is better than i thought who it is funny cares? that like everyone who gets popular via like the social media platforms wants to make sure everyone knows that they are better than the social media right, right, right. Yeah. legit yeah <laughs> because that's happened for a lot of people where they haven't been legit you know what i mean mm -hmm. like like you hear anecdotally from uh club owners and club managers like we had this motherfucker here on tuesday Huge right. audience from social Instagram, TikTok, fucking no act, right? Crowd sold out. Crowd hated him at the end of the well, show. The, it you know, take you so far. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. the relatable part, especially this podcast, is like you're seeing things through a keyhole. Mm -hmm. You know, you see the glamorous part of life. You see the 30 seconds from the show that were the best. You didn't see the other hour. Right. You didn't see, you know, the dating that 
led up to the relationship picture. Right. You know, you didn't see the, you know, what are we? Well, I don't know. I got to think about it. Well, you it's know? like going out with someone you've only seen their Instagram pictures. Right. You don't know. It looks a lot more polished when they've taken 75 takes. Yeah, I'm trying not to catch. I'm not trying to catfish like 75 to 100 people every club (laughs) night. You know what I mean? That's what I don't want them walking away like, motherfucker, I thought we were going to get just crowd work jokes the entire time. I think like that. Just like. Undersell over deliver. Yeah, there it is. We are sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Some of us go for a run, take a nap, read a book. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and to make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I love BetterHelp because it's an easier way into professional therapy. It is a toe in the water. I love that they have a questionnaire that matches you with a licensed therapist. If you're sitting there and you've never been to therapy, what a perfect way to get in the game. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash UUP today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash UUP. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not be saving while doing it? Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because our members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, and more. You know I love to find the best deals. You know I'm a deal searcher. You know I like deals. Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. You know I love points. So you can use Rakuten to get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every single category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and so much more. Rakuten has your favorite brands like Bloomingdale's, Blue Mercury, and Zappos. The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. That's wonderful. You're already shopping at these places. Why not? Get in on the game. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cash back really adds up. So I was scrolling through my feed like I do, and I recently learned something. Did you know that most bedding is made with harsh chemicals like formaldehyde, synthetic pesticides, and toxic dyes? That made me totally rethink my bedding. Thankfully, one company is changing the standard for good. Bowl and Branch. Bowl and Branch makes the softest, most luxurious sheets without any toxins or harsh chemicals. I will tell you this. If you go watch my apartment tour, the sheets on my bed are Bowl and Branch. I put them on my bed immediately. I put them in the wash. Then I put them on my bed. They're so comfortable. You can see them on my bed. They look good. They're hotel quality. I love my Bowl and Branch sheets. You can really feel the difference. And if your commitment issues get in the way, they have a 30-night worry-free guarantee. They feel buttery soft yet super breathable so you don't have to worry about getting hot and doing the one leg out, one leg under thing. Bowl and Branch signature sheets come in 13 super classy colors. They have all sizes from twin up to California king. Sleep better at night with the softest sheets from Bowl and Branch. Get 15% off your first order when you use promo code UUP at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com. Promo code UUP. Exclusions apply. See site for details. We want to play a game with you. Um, everyone go follow Nimesh at Finding Nimesh, findingnimesh.com for all the tour tickets, uh, Fast and Loose Tour. It's going all over the country, all over the the world so mm-hmm. and you're gonna love nimesh we're gonna do uh, we're gonna play a game first and then we're gonna do some lightning round questions yes okay and the game that we've been playing is called petty or prudent okay okay so to explain the concept it's basically like these are people write in with their scenarios after a breakup mm-hmm. and we have to decide if the action that they did after the breakup was petty or prudent it needed to be done got it okay i like this game you want me to read it yeah i'm ready okay. prudent i haven't heard that word in a while so a f- Okay. <laughs> it's a little bit of a. Uh, We're bringing very, it back. We're bringing yeah, it back. 1920s, We're bringing it back. Prudent. Uh, yeah. Word, yeah. Petty or prudent? <laughs> a, fun, a fun, petty or prudent scenario that I couldn't. 
pass up. My boyfriend and I have been together for four months. After our second date, he decided to end things with this other girl he had gone to four to five dates with via text, partially because of me and partially because she was a lot. <laughs> He's... <laughs> Sounds like this woman's a lot. Uh, he sent her a few sentences about how he had fun uh, with her, but he didn't see them as a match. She replied and seemed okay, but it, but, but she replied and seemed okay about it. But uh, two weeks later, texted him again saying she thinks he misjudged her and wishes he would give her another chance or a more real explanation about why it wasn't going to work. He also has had his read receipts on, psycho I know. So after he opened these and didn't reply, she followed up threatening to block him. That seems like a weird move to threaten to block someone who isn't answering you. Like, isn't that what they want? Yeah. Right. I guess it's like, uh, I guess it's, if you've seen this, is your last chance, okay. right? I guess. I guess. Yeah. That's the only way I can look at it, like where it's somewhat sane, where you're like, I saw that they read it. Right. Maybe they forgot about me. Because if someone messaged me a few times and they were like, if you don't answer again, I'm going to block you, I'd be like, that seems Excellent. like the ex Go exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> Maybe you've already been blocked. Yeah. You know, uh, He again didn't reply. Fast forward three months and he and I are at a wedding together and his birthday is this weekend. Her birthday apparently is the same day and she texted him again. So I took his phone and replied on our behalf. So I'll read, I'll be him, or I go, no, I'll be him her. as her. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. So she says, So she says, happy birth, or, or this is, you, you'll be, yeah, you're the. Happy birthday, birthday twin. Have the best birthday weekend. So this is from the girl, but from him. Hi, this is Frank's girlfriend. We will thank you. We will. Thank you. We will. Oh. Uh, <laughs> they're not going to thank her. There was no punctuation in my defense. Yeah, there, was, there was some punctuation. Hi, this is Frank's girlfriends. We will. Thank you. And then she sends a picture. She sends a picture of them two together with like, like kind of looking like they're uh, on the dance floor at a wedding. Just, oh my God. Amazing. So cute. My boyfriend says happy birthday too. <laughs> nice. I think uh, the sender won. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, lady, that wrote in petty or this is the, that she won with that fucking. I mean, so am I petty or prudent? Is she petty or prudent? More importantly, do we think she really has a boyfriend? What do we think? This is an interesting. This is a fun turn on the petty or prudent yes. game. I think this is a, a a very unwise decision. I don't think it's petty. I think it's it's not good enough to be petty. You what do you I mean? mean? I don't think. Uh, I think being like. Here's me and my the boyfriend that you're texting, uh, my boyfriend now. I don't think I don't see it's petty. I think it's like uh, childish almost. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, which is petty? Is it? I think petty. Yeah, petty behavior is like childish behavior, right? It's like uh, I don't, to me, I petty is like a more immature. positive term. <laughs> like positive. <laughs> it's good to be petty. If it's good to be petty, sometimes sometimes yeah. you got to take the you got to win. She just didn't win in this. You think it's like not clever enough? To yeah, be petty? there it is. That's it. Kinda. Right. I don't know. I to me, I think there's three different versions. Uh huh. Okay. The new girlfriend's petty. The the old girlfriend's not really getting it. Right. Right. It's like petty, stupid, blissfully naive. Are the th what is the boyfriend? The boyfriend's blissfully naive. He hasn't said enough to both parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's said one is his girlfriend while also saying the other, I, yeah, we're not the match, and not really putting his foot down. But in this picture, he seems pretty happy to be doing what is about to be done. You know what I mean? Like, he looks very happy that That's she's true. sending this text. And she knows what's being sent. He knows what's being sent. He's like, ah, right. stop texting me. You know, like, that could have just been the opportunity to block. But instead, he's like, I'm going to... So he's petty as well. Hey, I'm he's a part of it. Yeah, I'm participating right. in this. Also, how does she even know? Is he telling her this person keeps texting me? Right. Why yeah. is he saying it? Right. I think he's like into it. I, I agree. Right. Yeah. He's more the puppeteer. Yes. The, the petty puppeteer. He feels good that two women are, are fighting or trying right. to... Look at that smile. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that is a <laughs> shit-eating grin. I'm too excited. That, I agree. that is the definition of shit-eating grin. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. So I, maybe he's the petty. He's like, uh, I, I, he blissfully, I don't even think he's naive. I think he's, um, 
he's into it. Yeah, fully cognizant yeah. of what's right. going on. Right. And But I just don't think he was strong enough with, again, the, if someone keeps texting you, I'm going to block you. Hey, like there's a point where you have to like, if you don't, you have to kind of like a little bit of empathy towards the weakest member of this trio. Right, the person that's that's into him. Right, for her yeah. to like, and then for her to be like, whoa, 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 me and my boyfriend wish you the best. Like, I feel bad for her. Yes. You yeah. know, like I, I don't agree. think she's- I agree, she's clearly insecure about the relationship to some extent that she feels like she needs, it's not even like she's like, can you tell her you have a girlfriend, it's inappropriate. Right. She took the phone, she like took matters into her own. I think it's a little embarrassing for her. Right, but I'm saying I feel bad for the thank you the girl that he went on four to five dates with. Like I think right. she's in the dark of like what this yes of, of like how serious this other girl thinks she is. Right. Yeah, that's true. You know, like she's a you know she's sending a text. Hey, happy birthday, twin! It's a little bit of a check in. It's a little bit of like maybe things have changed. I just begged you. To reevaluate whether we're <laughs> that was a romantic match. Yeah, three, three months ago, three months go by. You right. think of things in this like golden hue of what was so good. So she's like going through it a little bit. And then this girl who's in her, you know, I got a boyfriend Aww. perch. This yeah. Right? Has, now I feel got, bad for her. He's got to have right? some magic dick, this dude. Four to five dates. Right. And she's in love with him. And now. <laughs> Please reevaluate our relationship. What relationship? You went on five dates? Right. Also, and this other woman is like, I got the Frank. Yeah. <laughs> he does look like a Frank in the picture. He is such a Frank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Frank. This guy's and, franking all around yeah. town. And no, I don't think she actually has a boyfriend. No. No. Girl. She is sitting alone in the Aww. dark. Right. Her boyfriend is Hagen Dazs. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> she got a camera, uh, a cake just sitting in the dark. Right. <laughs> One candle lit. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Me and my boyfriend wish you happy. Right, too. I'm team other woman. I'm team call loser. Her up. Yeah. <laughs> call her up. Where is right. she at? Four or five dates, please. Right, she's going through it. Yeah. And it's like, so the petty one is this girl who doesn't want to like actually have a conversation with her boyfriend mm -hmm. about, hey, can you put up some actual you know, right. stakes to texting you back instead of we're not the match. Like, hey, I have moved on with someone else. Right. Yeah. And she and he's making it weird, right? Yeah, he just needs to block, bro. Yeah, I would be flattered if I were this the girl who were who was texting them because like clearly they're fighting about her. Right. Yeah. right, 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 right. You're more of a problem. Like she dodged a bullet, actually. I agree. Right, this guy's still on the dating apps with a girlfriend, mm -hmm. smiling. Rude. Frank's <laughs> dipping his dick all around town. Uh, Let's feel, do a lightning round. I feel Let's like I know this lady. Okay, so. <laughs> Nimesh, we wanted to get your Ooh. expert opinion in interracial relationships. Yes. Excellent. But can you give us a little background on your inter inter your interracial relationship? Yes. I'm Indian. My wife is white okay. and Jewish, which I apparently have to make clear. She's Jewish. Really? And you do? Yeah. <laughs> apparently like white, white people, Jewish people need to establish that they're Jewish and not white sometimes. Okay. Uh, I think my of myself as white. I would think of myself as white. You are, I, for I, sure. I, 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 I'm walking down the street like, oh, yeah, that's a white person. Are we white? We've been doing this podcast we, we six years. This, are we white? We've cleared this up, finally. Uh, Nimesh, we brought you in to decide yes, whether to we're white us. or not. Yes, no, yes, I, so. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, I get it as far as a dating scenario is concerned because, uh -huh. you know, Jewish people. You're a minority. I, I, of, I no, guess minority. of a certain kind, yes. you know, religious minority. Um, but also Jewish people in dating this comes up yes. as far as like, mm -hmm. I want to marry Jewish. I, you know, it, right. it is a thing. So mm -hmm. that is something, especially for the dating world is right. concerned. Yeah. It's something to, to acknowledge. It wasn't impactful in our relationship, but I felt like I needed to make it clear that she was Jewish as well. Well, I mean, <laughs> we'll take her. Was, yeah. <laughs> was that I've something that Passover, ever came up? I've, I've had to do Passover every year. Had to. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, that's, I don't know. That doesn't sound and very positive. What is your religion? Hindu. Okay. I'm Hindu as fuck. And you didn't convert or no, anything? No, there's no... Okay. To what? Judaism? Yeah. No, I would never do that. Okay. Would she come to I Hinduism? I would get my dick cut off. That's part of it, right? <laughs> well, now we know a little bit more about you. Uh, right. <laughs> Uncircumcised. No, no, no. Circumcised for sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. well, oh, yeah. then... That would be covered, right? No, I'm, just, right. I'm just fucking around. Well, exactly. <laughs> yes, I'm dickless. Uh, 
It's part of the conversion <laughs> process. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you get you get together when you first meet Amy, who yes. I know very well. Yeah. Um, do you, is there a discussion like you know, hey, I'm Hindu. I you know, when does that come up in 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 the dating interracial? I, I don't think. Uh, if if it were going to be an issue, it, I would never have pursued her because mm. mm -hmm. I knew I knew going in, like, my parents would not care who I dated or who I ended up with. Well, I guess this is a good question. It's the no, last I, one here, but I I do want to bring it up because you do have a viral TikTok uh -huh. um, where you went on a date where you get asked about dating Indian women. Yes, because this one says, "How do you deal with the mental battle of straying away from what you were raised by and around?" Uh -huh. You uh, you know the TikTok that I'm talking about? Yeah, it's like my most viral clip somehow. I don't know. Well, why. I guess it must speak to the the audience. Yeah, I, well. The, Explain it for the people listening. The, the clip is uh, well. The, the fact of the matter is, when I was when I was just dating around, I would go on dates with whoever, and I remember specifically dating, going on a date with the Indian chick who was a doctor, and like this is when I just started comedy. So even internally, I felt like I could not. We weren't on the same wavelength in terms of like my potential for success or anything like that, and what she wanted to do with her life. Right, and so. That definitely was uh, uh, hampering my ego. Like I had to make sure that like I could still be uh, positive and like happy around this person. And the the joke is like we went to dinner and then she paid for it because Indian women don't really mess with aspirational guys, right? They usually want someone <laughs> in their tax bracket, like someone who's also on the same path, kind of thing. And that was definitely in my subconscious. Mm. Um, and that, for whatever reason, hit a lot of people. Like, oh, Indian women, you're talking shit about Indian women and you don't like Indian women. It's like, no, that's not it at all. It's just dating was a function of proximity. Like, who was mm -hmm. around? Amy was at the comedy club. <laughs> like, right. And Indian women weren't just clamoring outside of stand-up New York waiting for the next big comedian to pop out. You know what I mean? Right. Listen, this is, I, I, you know, that is kind of a generalization that comes from some version of truth. Yes, for sure. Like, okay, people like, oh, you're 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 stereotyping indian women it's like all of the women in my on my mom's side of my family my sister my two female cousins all married doctors right so it's like it, it's the truth there's there's some reality in it mm -hmm. but that's just how we were raised to be like you gotta your partner has to be someone who is gonna be successful and like be able to provide and all that kind of stuff you want someone who's stable because the opposite of that doesn't really work for a lot of relationships where someone's unstable or doesn't know mm -hmm. what they're doing with their lives. So was part of it you not wanting to be with someone who wanted you to be that way? No, not at all. I think I was, I, I, I never approached dating from a, a, like these are the boxes that need to be checked. Okay. It was always like, uh, oh, I like this person. Let's see mm -hmm. what they're about. Let's see if their energy matches mine. Right. And that was, so like when I was dating around, I didn't care who was dating me from a what I was doing perspective. That was all sub, sub, subconscious. Like mm -hmm. I don't feel adequate enough to date someone who's a you know orthopedic surgeon or some shit. Right? Does that you, track? Well, I, I think that tracks for as a man. Yeah. You know where you you you're out with someone who's an orthopedic surgeon, and you're like. I have to go to the open mic yeah, now. Exactly. And you're like, what exactly. promises could I make to this person who, listen, if you're already an orthopedic surgeon, right? Yeah. And you're like, I would assume you're done doing, you know, like you'd like to go on vacation. vacation. You'd like to go <laughs> uh -huh. have a family. You, right. you know, the next phase of life yep. is the. And maybe you like life to be a little bit more structured than, you know. Absolutely. Those all work into life. it. You know I love Skims underwear, but now that their bra line is out, it's all I ever want to wear. Hands down, the no-show Belkinette bra from Skims is the sexiest bra I own. It provides support but keeps my natural shape and it's invisible under clothing. I love my Skims wireless form bra. It's so comfortable, but it still does the job. It feels like it's lifted. I know where everything is. That's a big issue for me. I want to make sure that like everything is where it's supposed to be, but it also looks really cute. It's not like some like scary looking bra that I would never want to show anyone. I typically don't like traditional underwire bras, but Skims changed that. I'm literally wearing one right now. And there's one for literally every kind of shirt that you could be wearing. There's so many different pieces. I really love the wireless form t-shirt bra, the weightless scoop bra, and the no-show online demi bra. Skims bras are made with innovative technology to give you the best shape and support. 
Plus, every bra is designed with the comfiest and softest materials, so you feel like you're wearing nothing at all. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love. For sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Do you feel like they're they're because you maybe come from different backgrounds? Do you feel like and this is a listener question? Do you mm-hmm. feel like there's they don't understand your like lived childhood experiences or it's just not that important? I it's always like a, a learning process when we have to do something that I used to do in childhood, like a, a Hindu holiday. I'll explain. Like Raksha Bandhan is a. a holiday that celebrates the bond between brother and sister Mm. and it happens every year usually at the end of august or the beginning of september and it's like always this overwhelming kind of all the family gets together is like super loud and people are yelling in a very small house kind of thing and that's something that dates back to childhood that i would have to do every year and i remember like the first or second time that like when amy could actually come to one of these events when it was like okay she's going to be in the family kind of thing it was like like oh my god this is too she grew up in a small house in a small family right so now we got like 16 first cousins all in the same place yeah (laughs) it's like oh shit like that that reliving like relearning that it's always like whenever something one new holiday pops up i could be like okay this is what it's going to be you just be prepared for this kind of situation right and you probably have that with like passover Passover, yeah, yeah, Passover for me. The first Passover I went to, I was like, "What the fuck are we doing? Like, we got, I got to drink this shit." And, and what are you talking? <laughs> and like, eaten yet. yeah, and it's and the food I never liked. <laughs> is, is it, well, yeah, I got to eat some celery. Yeah, you know, the the, uh, the the bitter herbs. What do you? I mean, is there a tone that you would want to hear? You know, that that's kind of where this question kind of lies. Where it's like, do you if you know if the person comes in, is there like a a best practice? Is there something that you want when someone's experiencing this holiday for the first time? Is there like, is there, have you ever gotten an argument over like, maybe like 
hey, we were supposed to do it this way and it didn't feel like you liked it. I think uh, it's been fun for me to watch Amy experience these things mm. because I relearned the meaning myself when she has to learn the meaning of right. it. Right. Because I, I take it for granted as a kid and growing, even as in- Just what you do. Yeah, right. This is just what happens. Right, right, right. But yeah. when when something, like going to an Indian wedding for the first time ever with her, like I was super paying attention to what was going on because I had no idea what all the, the vows and the circles and whatever event meant. But mm. my mom and my parents and family would take it upon themselves to explain to Amy what each thing meant. Right. And I'm like, oh, that's why we put <laughs> the Mandy on our hands on Wednesdays. Mm. You know, like the day before. Like, I didn't know any of that. So it's been that, if I watch it that way and I treat it as a learning experience, it's cool for us. It's also a weird look in the mirror that, you know, you must have to like, well, what does this mean? You're like, um. I, I was like, like, we just went to a wedding this past weekend and I'm sitting there like with Amy. And I'm just like, I know we did this like three years ago, but I still barely know what every single... <laughs> thing the priest is saying means and i that the program is there so we could like follow along right but like it's that that is always interesting right. to me like oh shit maybe we and then she ends up knowing more right you know I like, oh i think this is this the fifth ring around the circle means prosperity and and wealth for your family and like because you got to do seven laps around the fire in an indian wedding like oh how the fuck do you remember that because i'm sitting there just making fun of the priest the whole time just like hurry it up bro let's go i gotta eat we, we do a seven circle sitch at a wedding yeah yeah there's seven circle the each other seven times see this would be if someone asked me <laughs> yeah yeah. That, you yeah you would have no idea that's right. in jewish yeah. tradition yeah that's crazy circle each other yeah, look yeah. at that so similar there we go and did your wife's family have any issue with you not being jewish no, no. I mean, her mom is Jewish and her dad is not. So oh, okay. I think uh, it's they're not super uh, beyond. Her grandparents are like, uh, they're the ones that make us do Passover and, mm. and all that. But right. they had no issue with it. I think uh, in that sense, they're not as religious as someone who would be like, no, nah, you can't get together kind of thing. Someone with the mohel drinking the blood, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How do you handle language barriers with a significant other's family? Like, do you have this ever happen with Amy? I, all that's probably one of the uh, first and only arguments—not arguments, but like thing that she was upset about. Because my grandparents would talk in Gujarati to her, mm -hmm. and my mom, and when if we were in a car together or in the house, like at my parents' place, they would speak in Gujarati to me or to each other and she would be sitting there like what the fuck is right just feeling right. like left out or not understanding well, they could and, be talking shit about her for all she knows right yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure that never happened but it would be like <laughs> well, we'd be sitting there and i initially had no idea that it would even be a thing like i'm so into my own head that mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not really thinking hey mm -hmm. this gujarati my parents are talking about for dinner or whatever the hell it is or talking about their day she's just sitting here like hearing noise you know what i mean and so i had to like, like oh this is what they're saying let me translate it how do you like you know i guess the question becomes but i i guess like from her side of things even like to the smallest extent i would be worried that like okay i guess i'm gonna zone out i'll be on my phone while you guys like have a family moment yeah like right. you know you could just miss out on like these little you know the relationship intricacies how do you tell your parents mm -hmm. or did you ever yeah say like hey cut it out no i never said cut it out i would be like hey can you guys my mom my dad usually just speaks english mm. unless he's talking to my mom in which case he'll speak gujarati but my mom will speak gujarati and english like in and out to me yeah. and whoever but if she's talking to amy she'll start in gujarati and be like, catch herself and then translate in english or something like that and mm. it's a, if my grandma's talking to amy then my mom's there translating or i'm there translating mm -hmm. also my grandparents don't really my grandma doesn't say much just like, I'm so happy to see you. I love you. <laughs> that kind of shit. So. But yeah, it's, uh, for me, I'm just trying to, every anytime anything like that happens, I see it as a learning opportunity because a lot of times I don't know what the fuck is going on and I get like, oh, this is what's happening, Amy. This is why we're doing this or this is what this means. And she always have a good attitude about it all? Yeah, I mean, initially it was mm -hmm. like, you need to be better at translating because <laughs> right. I don't know what the fuck is, is being said in this car right now. Right. Uh, she translate the Seder for you? No, Grandpa does all that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's actually pretty cool. Uh, it's, so it's been that way for me. Luckily, they don't speak Hebrew at me all the time. But so how does okay? So this is how do you get 
a white partner to care more about social issues when they're not very political. Has this Ooh. ever come up? Ooh, interesting you, question. Are there things that you're like in the know about that like Amy has no idea about that you're like, <laughs> I need you to understand it? Does it bother you when she doesn't know it? I'm so blissfully ignorant about mm. social issues at the moment. That <laughs> That's I'm, the best way to, to get through that issue. Right. right. You're neither like, of you to care. Right. Like, I don't know what. Find someone who doesn't care as much as you. Yeah. I barely know what's going on in the world. And you, we're on the right side of history when it comes to most things. So I'm fairly confident that uh, there's not. All social issues to me are very black and white a lot mm. of times where it's like it's hard to take the. the wrong side of history approach to any of it so for myself and for amy it's just like yeah okay this is this is fine or this we take umbrage with that or this i mean is wrong. it's got to be tough to like I, I just the way this question is kind of put out there right mm -hmm. you go how do you get someone to care about something that they didn't you know just like this like I, i'm not gonna like t you know i'm not, i don't even know what social issue i could like pitch to you right well i think of like I assume if someone if someone cares deeply about a social issue, it means it affects them or affected them mm. deeply in some way. So mm. it's kind of like, do you if you don't if you don't care about this, do you care about like do you get me right to a certain extent? I if you're both on that. the same page, I think it it kind of like has the same level of value. But if you know if you encountered like um, racism or something like very heavily, and that caused you to be passionate about. You know, that those kinds of issues and mm -hmm. the other person wasn't didn't really care you might just be like well maybe you don't really understand like where i'm coming from where i'm from mm. I, i'm i wish or you don't want to yeah i need a list of social issues i should bring up with amy at dinner <laughs> <laughs> like, oh interesting that's how you feel about affirmative action you know like one big issue with us was when uh her in 20 the 2016 election because her parents voted for trump mm -hmm. and it's like for me, it was just like she was more upset by what I would think about that mm. than anything else. Like she didn't want her me to think her parents are like bad people uh, or anything like that. And I was like, I don't view it that way. Like I think people I know in a relationship, it's more about the whole thing that I don't ascribe uh, subscribe to like the idea that your political views are necessarily who you are. Mm. And so that was an issue for her, and it's an ongoing issue for her and her parents, like relationship-wise, because they avoid social issue conversations. Mm. Right. Whereas, and then it keeps me from like being really annoying at Thanksgiving because I I'm always like, so Trump again? What's going on? Well, like, that's, <laughs> that's the thing, though. If she's annoyed on your behalf, then that's great. Yeah, yeah. Then like right. you, that's like the perfect partner is one who like can, you know, stands up for the both of you. Well, takes you, yeah, yeah, and takes you into account with, you know, it's a me yeah. versus we. Like, right. that that's the, the the changeover from I'm single to I'm in something. Yeah. Is you go, ah, how's this going to affect Nimesh? How's this going to affect Amy? You know, how's right. my parents' actions going to mm. be seen? And this is a conversation we have to have so that I know that they know where I stand. Exactly. Like I told her, I was like, I don't care. They like me a lot. <laughs> I right. love them. They love me. Like, it's not like they're like, we got to kick these immigrants out every fucking time we see each other. Right. Like Only yeah. every uh, third time. Yeah. yeah. Every time, <laughs> every time I fuck something up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, do we have any more you want to get into? I think we got them. Let's all. go through all yeah. of them. Well, when media, well, you ever had the, the dealing with like her friend saying something shitty? Or parents? Because this is uh, yeah. when meeting each other's family and friends. Have you one. had any experience with inappropriate commentary and how to address? Oh man, even this. Okay, so this is tangential, but it's inspired by this question. So this past weekend, I went to a wedding, and there was uh, an acquaintance, mm. family acquaintance, who I hadn't seen in like maybe fifteen years. Your today. family or her family? Uh, your family. My family's wedding. Yeah. Uh, and this was like a family acquaintance, <coughs> and. Uh, my, like the mid twenties. That's how old this person is. Mm. And I'm go. I go to the bar. I'm sweating even more than I am now. I'm off the dance floor. I'm drunk as shit. I'm a little high. I'm fucking having a good time. Sweating at the bar. This uh, family acquaintance comes up and it's like, oh, you don't say hi anymore. You're too big. Like too big headed. Now that you're famous or whatever. Mm. I'm like, I haven't seen you in fucking. 15 years were I, you in these sunglasses no i should okay. have been <laughs> I, I, i'm just making sure i haven't seen you in because i could see where they're coming from if you, <laughs> look at a wedding if I, sunglasses if i take on. these off you will see how cross that i am <laughs> uh and 
she says, are you too big headed to say hi to us? And then within like half a second, her two siblings are have cornered me. So mm. now there's three of them wow. saying the same thing. And then Medusa, one of them, one of them says, you know, something to the effect of, oh, you're sweating a lot is gross. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, uh, like they're trying to insult me. I can tell they're right. not joking. Yeah. And then she says, um, that's probably how his wife likes it. And then the other one who talked to me first, like, yeah, you know how these white women are. And I was so fucking livid. I was, I lost, I was like, I'm so happy I kept my composure. Because mm. I was, if I was sober, I would have been like, all right, I would have said something stupid or witty. I would have just walked away. But drunk, I'm like, who the fuck? That's what's going on in my head. Well, right. and, and what bothers me is that that interracial comment or that leaves me open to like remarks like that right you know what i mean like where they think it's going to be a dig or something and i i luckily i was just like you've turned out to be a great person and uh uh i walked away mm -hmm. after i said i was lying you were a terrible person you know what i mean <laughs> and it made me i was so angry because that that specific dig of like oh psh, white women i'm like how the who the fuck Right. Do you think you are? I don't know you at all. Do not talk to me. Like, it made me so mad. Well, I guess it goes down to this, like, you know, if you think of, the more you think about it, the more maddening it gets. Because mm -hmm. you're like, they see my relationship as something I'm self-conscious about. Right. Or right. they or see it as a vulnerability, yeah. right. you know, as, yeah. as a place to be, that you're being vulnerable when it's really just someone you love. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, I, I hate that it lives in my head. Mm. as a moment and that mm. that that they saw that as a a weakness or a thing to make fun of when really like my thoughts are like who the, what are you talking about we're 2023 like that's not an insult or that's not anything remarkable it's just a person that i like you know what i mean right and then it becomes who are you talking to is uh, who is, right. is saying that, whose narrative is this yeah. right yeah. absolutely and also like i don't even understand what the dig is yeah neither like, do i yeah. white, white women, women like sweaty guys yeah. <laughs> They do. Right. Is that a stereotype? Yeah. Right, apparently, Amy does. You know. Yeah. All uh, mammal, baby. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't even understand the dig, but I yeah. I do understand where your mind. It's a. It's right. more about the your fact that mind. They tried to make it a dig exactly. is more of like the issue than even it being in it. That is the most annoying ones. Mm -hmm. The ones that you someone else thinks they got you, yeah. and you're like, right. I can't believe you think this was good. That's what. Right. That's what made me so mad because right. like I didn't. I was so caught off by that trying them trying to insult me in that way that I didn't have anything to say, mm. and they were like, "Oh, now you got nothing." To say. And I was just like, "Man, if you fuck like if I were a different person, this I would be screaming at you right now." Right. Oy. it's and it's, it's annoying. Tough. It's like again, like as we move towards what you said, like about it being twenty twenty three. Like yeah. I think that's an interesting part of it because it's like you go. The, you know, the digs are almost like three levels deep. Yeah. So that it puts you in a position where you're the the sensitive one. You're the one who's, as opposed we were just, you know, uh, white women like sweaty men. Yeah. You know, like you go, uh, we're just joking. And you're like, well, no, no, no. You were showing me that you think this is a negative thing, our relationship. Or, or, yeah. Especially when the conversation was started in like a negative sort of contentious way. Yeah, it was, it was a funny. very antagonistic approach. And the odd part is like, it, I've replayed it in my head like a billion times, obviously. That's not odd. Did you tell your wife? Yeah, yeah. She, she, I told her, because she saw me reacting like after, so we go back on the dance floor mm -hmm. and uh, and I, have, I just told them they're such bad people effectively. And now, now we're on the dance floor, and they're right near me. Right. And now Drake starts playing, and now my ego's like, like on twelve, because yeah. these people have just insulted me, and and I know they think they've won this battle because mm. I didn't think, say anything like quick enough. Drake is playing, and now I'm like rapping Drake at them, <laughs> like the, <laughs> it's a dance off. <laughs> and the context is the context of the whole thing is that their dad. Uh, has business beef with my dad in the sense that their dad is, we don't like this guy. Mm. And now they're on the dance floor with him and now I'm rapping Drake at their dad. Wow. <laughs> and I'm Sounds like- very uncomfortable. Oh, it was, it was for them, 
for right. them. And Amy saw me doing that. And she's like, what and are you Amy, doing? Amy's like, oh, and you start sweating more and more. And he's yeah, like, yeah. this is what I'm into. We left. We left. Went upstairs. <laughs> <a> and banged. <laughs> no. I mean, there's nothing harder than someone defending your honor. Right. I was. Right. I was. Yeah. The, Rapping I, your honor. That's exactly yeah, what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> Just singing Drake's verse off sicko mode to the man's chest. <laughs> and she was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'll tell you later. I told her like two minutes later, like, yeah. this is what happened. She's like, thank you, but who fucking cares? <laughs> but I care, god damn it. Right. Don't talk to me like you fucking know me. <laughs> like if you said, oh, you like white women, love it. I'm like, yeah, I do. Thank you, Jay, right. for allowing me to have one of your kind. <laughs> I'm Jewish. <laughs> but, but, but like, but with strangers. No, it's a, it, I, again, the levels of it. I totally, and it's, and what you're saying, a lot of the insecurity of why am I even thinking of this? Yes. Is that's the frustrating part. 100%. Well, listen, Nimesh, we were pumped to have you. Pumped to be we here. We want everyone Thank to so go follow Nimesh on. on all platforms at Finding Nimesh. He's on tour. It is called Fast, the Fast and Loose Tour. That's Fast right. Yes. FindingNimesh.com. International. Amazing. When are you going? You already went to London. I went to London. Uh, I got a bunch of Canadian dates. Vancouver. Uh, we got Vancouver people. Vancouver, yeah, please. Yeah. We love Vancouver. Vancouver, Queen Elizabeth Theater, and then uh, Ottawa, Winnipeg, and the Peg. Uh, Toronto. Holla at me, T.O. We love Were Toronto. Were you at Madison Square Garden yet? No, that's December 30th. December 30th. Right. right. You, we just talked about this. December right. 30th. Yes. Right. So get involved, findingthemesh.com, you and Fish. Um, <laughs> um, and Lucky Lefty, it's on YouTube right now. You can go watch it. You can go enjoy it. Love it. It's a great special. I've watched it. Thank you. Fantastic. Um, and, you know, I think we solved interracial dating forever. Yep. We did. Okay. Look at that. I'm so proud of us. Um, when things go awry, rap Drake at all the haters. That's right. And we'll be back uh, on Wednesday. Wednesday. Bye. The UA Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales Pico, Sean Kilby, and Candice Maniga. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico and Shannon Sassone. Social media by Candice Maniga. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at u.up.podcast on Instagram and send us your emails to uup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Lee. Lee creates denim that gets better with age, the ones you reach for to feel your best again and again. Their denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail, a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Lee's spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. And you can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, L-E-E.com. That's L-E-E.com to shop spring looks now. Betches.